Welcome to Fictionary. I'm your host, Deetra, and I'm so glad that you're here and that you are you. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. I hope that you enjoy. Today, I am sipping on a caramel iced coffee that I got from this amazing little bakery called Pied Out. If you live in the New Jersey area, um, Delran, South Jersey area, you definitely want to check them out, guys. They always have fresh baked goods and they change the menu. Like I think it's like daily or something like that. Um, So you have to follow them on Facebook to know what they're going to be offering that day. But everything is so delicious. They do these biscuit sandwiches and they're enormous. So you want to have a a partner in crime when it comes to these sandwiches, either that or plan on eating it for like the whole day as your only meal. Um, There are... I I have no words. They're so good. Um, You definitely want to go. And when you do, make sure you get a caramel iced coffee. Um, Their caramel is made fresh and it tastes like ambrosia. Um, I really, the best description I can give, it's kind of, it has like a very light floral vanilla-y deliciousness that comes from it. And it's so good. Um, All right. Now that I've said the word enough. How do you guys say it? Do you say caramel or do you say caramel? I say caramel. And just as an FYI, when you go to Pied Out and you order, they all say caramel there. So if you're like me and you believe that the extra A deserves some attention, then prepare yourself mentally because they all say caramel. Um, I don't know if it's like a regional thing or what, but literally everyone that I've ever ordered from there, I say, can I get a caramelized coffee? And they're like, sure, you can get a caramelized coffee. <laughs> Okay, I guess that's what I'm getting. But you know what? It's so good that I will call it a caramel iced coffee too, as long as they keep on making it for me because it's delicious, guys. Um, So I've been trying to set little routines for myself, um, self-care, just enjoying myself um, as I've gotten more and more settled into my new place. And one of them is that on Saturday mornings, I'll go to Pied Out for breakfast and then go run some errands and then maybe go take a hike or something like that. Um, Especially now that it's getting warmer, I'm super excited because there are a lot of trails in my um, living area that I'm going to be able to hit. And I love being outside in nature. So this should be good, right? I went this morning and I came across an entire herd or flock of, I don't know, what do you call a group of deer? Uh, I'm going to pause real quick and then I'm going to go Google and then I'm going to come back and tell you guys what a group of deer is called. Okay, so I Googled it and you call them a bunch, a mob, a parcel, or a rangel. I personally like parcel because I feel posh when I say it. A parcel of deer, right? I don't know. It just, it appeals to me. So anyway, back to the story. I was out gallivanting in the woods when I happened upon a parcel of deer. And it was one of those beautiful nature moments that you see in those (laughs) nature documentaries. And it was so peaceful and just beautiful to look at. The only thing I was worried about for a moment was ticks because like deer ticks and I really don't want to get a tick. Um, But I was staring at them and they were staring at me. I was looking at them and they were looking at me. Yeah, we were. (laughs) And anyway, it was like a whole moment of communion with nature. And it was really cool because, you know, there were a couple of young bucks. They looked like Bambi up in there. Um, That made me smile. And then it was also a little bit terrifying because 
Okay, so one of my friends told me this time when she was a kid, she went hiking in the woods with her family and she got chased down by a buck. And I don't know, I kept picturing one of those uh, young stags, young bucks coming after me, especially because there was one that was giving me hardcore, I will mess you up vibes. Like he was staring me down. He was looking at me and I was looking at him and I thought I should run. But I didn't. I just like sent out good vibes to the to the deer. And I was like, look, guys, we're all friends here. I'm not going to hurt you. I'm not a hunter. I mean, I'm a hunter of photos. I'm going to get some pictures, obviously, because what good nature uh, walker doesn't have their camera at the ready so that we can document the things that we see. It's kind of like a responsibility. I take it like a responsibility. I have to document what I see in nature and then share it so that other people will appreciate how wonderful and glorious the outdoors is at least yeah and also because I really like taking pictures of the stuff that I see it helps me remember it um so anyway I love taking my walks um they give me time to think and just really reflect in this go round, I had a lot on my mind I didn't know I had so much on my mind till I started walking and then there was like a tear streaming down my face and I was like what's the matter self I had to check in with me and when I checked in with me um, I had some revelations, so I'm going to share them with you guys. It's a little bit intimidating because I feel like I'm being vulnerable here, and I don't like being vulnerable, but whatever. I mean, all 12 of you <laughs> that listen to me regularly. No, there's more of you guys, actually, and I appreciate you so much. But, you know, I'm just going to be a little bit vulnerable here. Maybe somebody else can uh, relate to uh, this little journey and revelation that I had. But, you know, I've been talking a lot about relationships and the pursuit of relationships and trying to meet new people and do new things. And in this journey, I feel like there's some things that have been um, revealed to me about me. Um, So one thing that I realized is that for me, the word lonely is probably like the foulest word in the dictionary. It's something that I refuse to acknowledge or give thought to. I think it's it comes to me and I feel like it's weak. It's weakness to admit loneliness or say that you're lonely. Um, so I never ever like say out loud I'm lonely or I feel lonely. Like it's very rare for me to acknowledge that. Um, but it's always there, you know, in the back of my mind and today I realized like in spite of all the stuff that I'm doing I still I feel deeply lonely like I have this loneliness inside of me and I love being by myself like I love hanging out with me and but then there's still that desire to be with people and I I think a big recognition of this uh, feeling or being able to acknowledge it came when I moved because I'm further away from my family so I don't see them every day anymore. Um, I don't go to church so I'm not there like every day anymore. I work from home. I'm not there every day. Um, My friends are all adults and either they live far away from me or they have busy lives and they don't include hanging out with their single friend me on a regular basis. So I don't know. I guess it kind of all of these things just piled up and helped me realize that the feeling of loneliness it's always been there but I was finally forced to face it and today like it was just really glaring to me um when I was thinking about things and I was like man 
I really am lonely and I hate saying that, but in recognizing that I'm lonely, it helped me realize that I don't want to be in relationships just because I'm lonely. And you know, it doesn't seem fair to me and it doesn't seem fair to the person or persons that I'm in relationship with. So I've decided to stop treating loneliness like it's a disease and learn how to acknowledge it, to accept it, and stop letting it dictate my actions. Um, So recently, you guys know, I've been out (laughs) dating and stuff, and I ventured into the realm of casual relationships, and I personally have never been a casual relationship type girl. Um, We've talked about this, guys. Like, I'm... Like, I love love, but I hate saying that I love love because just, again, like loneliness, it feels like weakness. But I love the idea of love and I want to be in love. And I'm not a casual person, Um, but I thought, why not? I'm going to give it a try. I'm going to see if I can handle this. I'm going to see how, like, people seem to like it. Maybe I'll like it too. But I don't. I didn't like it, guys. Um, I mean, (laughs) I'm not casual. That's the problem. I need something deeper than just a casual relationship. I want real connection. I want real intimacy. Um, And you know, I'm not gonna lie, it's fun. Like hanging out with somebody, that casual relationship, it's fun, but it just wound up making me feel even lonelier than I felt before. Um, Because it's like play acting, right? Like you're doing things that are part of a relationship You're interacting to a certain extent, and it's like, you know, we're playing roles, but at the end of the movie, it's over, and you're back to where you started. You're still, it's just you, which I mean, I mean, we could get all philosophical and stuff, say like, at the end of life, it's just you anyway, but it's not, (laughs) I just realized it's not for me. Um, It was fun but it's not for me. I need I need more than that. So I'm going to share some of my adventures in the casual dating and the casual relationship uh, field probably in the next episode um, when I'm feeling a little less introspective and emo. Um, but, you know, the takeaway from my walk today and that moment of clarity is this. I'm lonely and that's okay. I'm not into casual relationships and that is okay too. And I don't have to minimize or downplay how I feel to make room for anything else or anything less than what it is that I need. Um, Because accepting less than that only winds up hurting me and impacting others in a potentially negative way. So, as the great bard said, to thine own self be true, my pretty friends. Well, he didn't say my pretty friends. I just added that in there because, you know, but whatever, you know. Be true to yourself. Take those moments to think about what it is you really want out of the situations that you place yourself in. And if you find that it's not working for you or you you know you want something different, that's okay. It's okay to move on and, you know, try something else. That's what life is all about. We're on a journey. But anyway, since I am feeling so introspective... (laughs) And this could just turn into like me meandering down the roads of my thoughts for who knows how long. I'm not going to bore you guys with that. So we're going to go ahead and get into our stories for today. Um, also, oh, I forgot to say, 
last week. I don't know if you guys had the opportunity to listen to the episode yet or not, but if you haven't, please do. I was able to interview uh, Jerusalem. Um, Jerusalem is a musical artist, activist, interesting person and I really enjoyed speaking with him. I think that you guys will enjoy the interview as well. He brings some fresh perspectives, some interesting thoughts. We talk about pretty much everything under the sun and I think it was a great interview and also check out some of Jerusalem's music because he is dope. Um, But anyway, yeah, listen to last week's episode and next week we're going to talk about some funny stories from my adventures in casual dating (laughs) and I think you guys will laugh because like thinking about it makes me laugh, but I'm not going to talk about it this week because I'm just still feeling a little sad or like in my feelings. (laughs) So we're going to go ahead and we're going to get into our stories for today. Um, As always, there'll be three original stories. They're written by me. They're 100 words or less. They are based on randomized prompts that I created. I'll give you the title of the story, the genre the action, and the word or character that has to be included in the story. So there's three elements that have to be included in the story, so I'll give you that information before I read it. So I hope you guys enjoy. Let's put our listening ears on. (laughs) Our first story for today is titled The Lover's String. The genre is historical fiction. The action is answering a call, and the word is summon. Hello whispers a disjointed voice from a lonely tin can littering the forest with its glaringly synthetic construction. I pick it up and see that there is also a long string attached. I hold the can to my mouth and say, Hello? I am shocked when the voice echoes through the can again. Michael, you hear me? The response summons a smile to my face as I turn, searching. I hear familiar laughter and see her bustle peeking from behind a tree. How do you like my invention? She echoes through the can. I call it the lover's string. The end. All right, I'm not even going to try to lie here, guys. I was really struggling coming up with a historical fiction. (laughs) So... This is what I came up with, guys. And in my head, these were the con- the dots that were connected. I was like, okay, it's like, you know, in the time before telephones. So people used to do the tin can and the, um, the string and, you know, like talk to each other. And it was like a game and fun for kids and stuff like that. And it's like the precursor to the telephone kind of in a little bit of a way. So that was the first nod to historical. And then... <laughs> The other nod to it being historical fiction is because she was wearing a bustle. Hello, ladies don't wear bustles today. That's from the olden days. And that's actually a time period. It's if you look in like any history book, it's called the olden days or sometimes ye old days or ye days of old. Either way, (laughs) we don't wear bustles anymore. So historical. All right, we're going to go ahead and get into our next story. Our second story for today is titled Mr. Postman. The genre is horror. The action is reading a letter and the word is faithful. Hands shaking, I close the mailbox, clutching the lone missive tightly, glancing up and down the street. I turn and flee to the safety of my front door. 
inside, I loosen my grip on the milky envelope and stare at the dark, carmine-colored name scrawled across it. My name. Every day, there is a new letter in my mailbox. I don't know who's sending them, and I don't know why. I open the letter and begin to read. You cried out in your sleep last night. Are you dreaming of me? Don't worry. I'm always here. Faithfully yours. The end. Ugh, guys, these give me the heebie-jeebies, skeebie-jeebie-doo. I can't. Um, (laughs) Like, this was a little bit inspired by this family... It was actually in New Jersey, but it's been on a lot of podcasts um, that moved into this house and it was like a mansion, a little McMansion. And as soon as they moved in, they started getting these creepy letters and the person would be like saying like, I see your kids. Um, They were painting or doing stuff like things that you can only see if you were like in the house or in the yard. So it was like super creepy. It was like a whole debacle. You guys should look look for it. Um, Listen to the podcast, True Crime Podcast, and you can learn all about it. Um, But that was kind of where it came from. And then also Joe, because he was such a creep. And if you don't know Joe, (laughs) Joe from you, um, I don't know why. He's like a sexy creep. It's disturbing, but he was just too creepy. I don't care how cute he was. Never could happen with his creepy self. Although, you know, with my whole spiel on loneliness, (laughs) I might be ripe for the taking, Joe. (laughs) I'm just kidding, guys. (laughs) Kind of. (laughs) All right. We're going to go ahead and get into our final story for the day. Our final story for today is titled, She's Got It. The genre is superhero, the action is winning an award, and the word is pinch. I feel the pinch of my new skin-tight uniform in all the wrong places. I am uncomfortable and restless, but my PR agent says my image needs work. Apparently, some have been less than grateful for my help. So here I am at the annual superhero gala waiting for them to call my name for one of these ludicrous awards. Crimes are happening and I'm on the sidelines because of people's feelings. Would they rather have a restaurant or their lives? People are so unappreciative. The Moxie Award goes to Captain Equinox. Finally, I grab the statue and fly out the end all right so if you guys don't remember captain equinox she actually featured in a prior story um i think it was read in season no it was definitely in season one i will share in the show notes so you guys can go back and listen to it um because this is the continuation and i think there will actually be one more story in the captain equinox uh line maybe two more i don't know but i really do like writing about this little superhero um captain equinox we'll see she's sassy um but anyway that was our last story for today i hope that you guys enjoyed thank you so much for joining me and remember on whatever platform you listen from please like subscribe give us a thumbs up whatever it is um just take a moment to do that for fictionary um if you're able to rate us give us the highest rating possible (laughs) 
please. Every little bit helps um, as I work to grow the show. And you can also share, you know, um, episodes on your social media, invite other people to listen. Um, I appreciate it, guys. I appreciate your support. And, you know, we've been seeing the numbers go up for listeners, and that's very exciting. Um, Also, if you feel so inclined, please take a moment and visit our show notes um, so that you can see the story. But then also I entered podcasts contest to win some money for Fictionary. There's some new equipment that I want to get. Um, you know, we're getting the swag store started. So that's an investment. Um, so, you know, not going to lie, the money would help to be able to grow Fictionary to where I want it to be. So if you guys um, would like to support in that way, just click on the link provided in the show notes and write a little love letter to Fictionary. Tell them why you think we're awesome. I really appreciate you guys. Um, And until next time, keep on reading.